This episode is brought to you by Next Level Gaming, located in Salem, Oregon. Take your gaming experience to the next level with their stellar inventory of Magic the Gathering singles, Warhammer 40k miniatures, and overall great customer service. Next Level Gaming. Take your gaming to the next level. Welcome on into another episode of the Triart Academy Podcast, where it's always better to get good rather than get wrecked. This is the Future Sight series, where we will be looking at new stats coming on out and evaluating them for competitive commander viability and gold. Oh, and definitely this set we're going to be talking about is War of the Spark, people. War of the Spark, where Bolas's plan comes to fruition and he eventually gets his head handed to him. By nonetheless, by another dragon that's eons old. Dragon on dragon crime, right? Exactly. Species on species crime. Ah, man. What is it with dragons? You know? <laughs> I have no clue. They are like... It's like watching... They're like the most vicious sibling rivalry ever happened, right? Well, they're not related. Well, not yeah. these two, but also Hugin's involved in this, so... Okay. Yeah, there's a sibling involved. This is like... This is awesome. But, nonetheless, let's talk about this set without the lore lesson and get thrown out the window. Yeah, there. no, let's not get too far off, <laughs> yeah. shall we? Now, obviously, some sets yield better results than others. That's kind of a given. We remember back to Ultimate Masters. Remember how that set was just brimming with competitive oh, commander goodness? Oh, that goodness. set is still is. Oh, it still is. Yeah, no, some of those cards are still way up there in price. Unfortunately, there are some sets out there that, quite frankly, have the dignity and grace of the Fallen Empire's block. Yeah, let's just say, there is some accents made in that set. Also, you can also add Homelands to that pile. Yeah, Homelands. <laughs> Considering that one of the best cards from the whole set happens to be a card that destroys cards from Homelands. Oh, you're talking about Apocalypse Chime. There we go! Uh, I remember that card. <laughs> that kind of dates me, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> when the best set, when the best card in your set is a card that destroys... All other cards in your set, you might have a problem. Yes, but in I this mean, set, though, yes. in particular, it's not exactly, as we'd say, like previous sets, we had like talked about 10, 20 cards sometimes. Yeah. This one, we have a five solid cards here to choose from. Don't get me wrong, though. These are cards that are actually pretty good, though, nonetheless. Yes, they are. You know, that's where we come in. In this episode of the Future Side series, we're going to be looking at War of the Spark and specifically five specific cards that we think may have a chance at making an impact on this competitive commander meta. And without any further ado, let's dive right in. Oh yeah. Let's first start off with Dovin's Veto. Dovin's Veto is a 2CMC instant for one white and one blue. It is an instant, and it says this card cannot be countered Counter-target non-creature spell. Dude, you know, this is right here, probably one of the most basic cards that we are going to probably talk about all day long. Sure. Because after all, uncounterable negates are always worth it. Yeah, like you said, this is an uncounterable negate in blue-white. Now, fighting counterspell wars, they're inevitable in competitive commander. And, you know, obviously this limits you to blue-white variant decks at a minimum, but it still gets the job done. Oh, definitely. Uh, speaking of another card in blue that actually that can do some stuff, Ashrock Dream Render. Ashiok Dream Render, the newest Ashiok version of that Planeswalker. I have not seen Ashiok since what Theros block. 
Downs is when it originally popped around. Right. But, and this time around, though, she got good. Well, not that she wasn't good before. Yeah. I mean, in specific senses of the word. In this version, she got a lot better. Oh, yeah. You know, the static ability on Planeswalkers is hilarious sometimes. And we're going to get to another walker in a little bit. Yeah. But for this one... This one has an ability that basically reads the same as Stranglehold, uh, without the extra turn clause, obviously. And you know, like I do, Stranglehold in blue-black is something that we have not seen in quite a long time. Not since Shadow of Doubt from Ravnica. Yeah, not since Shadow of Doubt from the original Ravnica, uh, City of Guilds block. Now, the incidental Grave Hate, that's just the cherry on top. That, that's And there's sometimes, though, I will admit to it. As an optimist in their little crew. Sure. I will admit to it. There might be a chance every once in a blue moon, you might nail off the mill clause of this card. Sure. To nail combo pieces with this card and yep. exile them. Yeah, that will definitely force people to scramble. You're not completely wrong. <laughs> Don't be surprised when you do that, folks. <laughs> yeah, now, me personally, I'm a little bit concerned about this card because it is a planeswalker and. Obviously, Tim the Variant decks do run around. They do like to occasionally swing into people for occasional card advantage. Yeah. So, because it's a little bit squishy, that's where my biggest concern comes in for this particular card. Uh, but when you think about it, oftentimes you're going to use an asymmetrical stacks piece like this to buy yourself a turn or two, you know, on the top end anyway. Anything more than that is just gravy, gravy. right there. Yeah, now, this card is pure gravy. In fact, at the very worst, grave hate. At the very worst, it's grave hate. At the very best, it absolutely hoses a table. Oh, yeah, like Sadisi ad nauseum fishbowl decks. Like, you just shut off all their <laughs> tutor options. Yep. Uh, any sort of black variant deck that runs any sort of tutor, they're Shuts. toast. Yep. Any deck, really, that runs tutors heavily, number one. Number two, any graveyard-heavy strategy. Right, that's really trying to set itself up and yep. get hosed. Yep. Doomsday obviously gets hosed by this. Yeah, no. There's a lot of decks that get hosed by this. Now, obviously, also, the double hybrid Demir requirement is a bit of a turn-off, but I think, personally, it's a small price to pay to do business with this card. Yep. Now, speaking to a card that has a little bit more complicated even than this, Narset, Parter of the Veils. You know, I like this card. This card definitely reminds me of uh, Leovold from Conspiracy Take the <laughs> Before he got the bam hammer. Yeah, before he got axed. So, I mean, one-way card advantage denial on a walker is always a good thing. Uh, my main comments and concerns about it, for whatever it may or may not be worth, is that, number one, it is double blue. So, it is a little bit restrictive on the mana cost. Number two, it is on a planeswalker. So, it is a little bit squishy. But that being said, any sort of a wheel-oriented deck that takes advantage of windfalls, wheels of fortune, cards like that, will literally cripple tables. Tim Necrom comes to mind real quick. Yes, you know, the Opus Thief uh, deck archetype is very, very beautiful in this regard. And so when I see a deck like that, uh, you know, utilizing cards like Wheel of Fortune, Windfall, other yeah, just cards to along get, those lines. just get dumb value. Time Twister, even. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I could see this kind of a deck taking advantage of it and really, really putting the pain to tables. Oh, yeah, no, it's going to suck for a while. <laughs> yeah, it will. It's going to feel like Leovold all over again. It'll hurt very good, won't it? It will be.
Speaking of a really fun card that's coming up that's hyper-flexible in its own right. Sure. Narset's Reversal. Now, Narset's Reversal, I'm glad you brought that up. At worst, it's a better version of Twincast. That's still a fairly high ceiling in Competitive Commander, where you're running a whole bunch of tutors, counter spells, so on and so forth. Now, at its best, it copies a game-ending spell such as Ad Nauseam, Doomsday, etc., etc. Oh, yeah, no. And the funny part about this card is, for those who want, this card also works in a weird way as an odd remand to, yes. to just hose people sometimes. Yep, you return target instant or sorcery spell to its owner's hand, then you copy that spell and choose new targets for the copy. Yeah. No, this there's some amount of funny shenanigans, like watching your opponent literally destroy themselves resourcely and everything else. Right. Just to play, like, an ad nauseum, like, turn one, turn two. Right. It's like, hey, buddy, bring that back to your hand. You don't need that right now. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> kind of funny. You know, I'm just thinking about this conscientiously. Can you imagine, like, a Shimmer Zero player playing a card like Narset's Reversal, copying somebody else's ad nause, and then storming off right then and there? Oh, dude. That would be kind of funny. That is kind of funny. Doomsday decks? Doomsday decks get hosed bad. <laughs> My goodness. So, like, that's, like, some of the higher-end icing on the cake. The icing that I'm thinking of is something like stapling this onto an Isochron Scepter. You imprint this on an Isochron Scepter, just copy your Time Warp spells from hand. Infinite turns? Seems good. Yep. I like it. <laughs> I like it a lot. Why take one turn when you can take all the, the turns? turns. Yeah, no, this is going to get dumb. I can almost see this getting, like, dropped into, like, a Kefnet list. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're talking about God Eternal Kefnet. Yeah, yeah, God Eternal Kefnet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dang it. Watson, why are you breaking that? Joke? God Eternal Kefnet with scroll rack and time warp is dumb. Yes. Why is this a thing? Well, speaking of dumb things... Oh, Let's yeah. talk about the main attraction to this whole video. Niv-Nizzet Reborn, people! Ladies and gentlemen, say hello to your new food chain commander. <laughs> <laughs> so, you thought General Tazri was bad. This guy is much worse. <laughs> so, for those who are not familiar with Niv-Nizzet Reborn, we're going to go ahead and post the image on that. Yeah. Uh, why don't you go ahead and talk about what Niv-Nizzet Reborn does. Just... You know, on a general basis. So, Nib Nizzet, our god savior here in this case, he's a five drop. One of each color of mana for a 6-6 six, six legendary creature dragon avatar. By the way, that artwork is so beautiful. I love that artwork. It's okay. It's not bad. I mean, I'm personally not an art aficionado. I'm more of a Mike than a Vorthos, but that's just me. Yeah. No. But, what he has, he has flying, which... Is not really all that relevant, but hey. Whenever, and the ability, whenever Niv-Nizzet Reborn enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your library. For each color pair, choose a card that's exactly those colors among them. Put the chosen cards into your hand and the rest of the bottom of your, of your library in a random order. Now, what's to make sense in this in layman's terms, for instance? Sure. 
because I will admit to it, it took me a couple times to read this, and yeah, I know. I and you were confused. On no, it. I, I, I had the deer in the headlights look, yeah. and I looked at this card like, huh? Yeah, can we no. get that in Spanglish, please? <laughs> yes, so, Korean maybe. And in layman's terms, yeah. you know, what happens is that for each color comp pairing, right, yeah. like Boros, Gruel, Demir, so on and so forth, right? right. You pick a card for that color pairing. And it has to be exactly that color pairing. Sure. We're not talking Grixis cards here. We're not talking 4C cards or yeah. even 5C cards. It has to be a paired color. Right. Card. You can't be individual colors either. Yeah, yeah. No. So, I mean, there is the uh, minor downside. Thank you for clarifying that. And that minor downside has to be based on the guild color pairs themselves exactly. So, any of the two color guilds. But, I mean, when you look at a card like this, yeah, the the sky's the limit. <laughs> I the mean, when options. I, the options, yes. I mean, literally, I see something like this pairing with any sort of a creature that when you either cast a spell, when a creature leaves the battlefield, when it enters the battlefield, any of that, you're pretty much good to go. Yeah, no, and if you somehow create non-creature mana from other sources, of course. Sure. Even the options even go even more sporadic from there. Sure. It's like, name your own... It's What was it? Pick your own destiny pit. Was it adventure books? Uh, choose your own adventure, yeah. Yeah, this is literally one of those moments. <laughs> You're not wrong about that. Now, the way I'm looking at it is from the aspect of just, you know, food using, chain. using your food chain mana. Yeah. If you keep it as compact and as tight as reasonably possible... There's a couple cards I could think of right off the top that instantly just win you the game right off the bat. Vela the Nightclad. Joyra Weatherlight Captain. Circu Demir Lobotomist. Balefire Liege. And Momir Vig Simic Visionary. Yeah, now these guys... Vala basically states whenever a creature you control leaves the battlefield... They get, you dome everyone for one damage. Yep, everybody, every opponent loses one life. Joyra allows you to draw your library. Yep, whenever you cast a historic spell, you draw a card. Not to mention, if you fumble, stumble into a uh, lab man on your combo turn. Oh, God forbid. <laughs> I win! I win! Yep. We also have Siku, Demir Lobotomist, which exiles everybody's libraries from the game. Yep. Balefire Leech, start just bolting people yep, all day long. Yep, bolt people all day, all night long. Now, Momir Vig is my personal favorite from this. Because then it just says, go find any creature you want. Yeah, that's not half bad at all. Maybe one creature you can think of off the top of your dome that will just get there. I don't know. There's this little cute little artifact I remember that does crazy stuff. Oh, that's right. It is called Walking Ballista. Yeah, Walking <laughs> Ballista will shotgun everybody into oblivion. You are not wrong about that. <laughs> this literally is going to be, I don't know, really, but I think Niv Mizzet is going to be probably one of our cards that we're going to be picking. That's like, this guy's definitely going to see play. Yeah, and the best part about all these cards that we've talked about here is that each one of these cards individually are below $2.50 each. Yeah, no, there's some places. That might sell them a little bit higher. Some of them sell, might sell them low. But the fact is, though, is that all these cards right now, at the time of this recording, yep. 
are under $2.50. Right. I mean, all these five cards combined are, I think, what, 10 bucks maybe on yeah. average at the time of this recording? Yeah, so you could literally walk out and pick these cards up. And the fact is, some of these cards are going to go up in price. They probably will after some more extensive testing and yeah. more uh, crafting. But yeah, I, I expect, and I'm sure you agree with me on this, that these five cards explicitly are going to go bonkers. Oh, yeah, no. It would be interesting. The Ashrock is a little on the dreamy side a little bit. It's it, Ashrock is a little bit questionable, but I mean, Stranglehold and Demir, I mean, it yeah. kind of goes without saying. Yeah, no. Same thing with Narset, Part of the Veils, but again, it's a little squishy. But I mean, again, that's more of a meta situation if you're yeah. running, you know, heavy um, creature uh, concentration, like heavy stack situation. But other than that, yeah, no. And even then, I mean, typically you'd want to use that just to buy you a turn or two anyway to go off. Yeah, no, and... I'd put my money more for the most part on Niv Mizzet. Niv Mizzet Reborn is hot sauce. That's not even a question. Yeah, no. And if you're, we actually actually have, speaking of other cards here, we did come up with an honorary list, which we're posting down below right yep. in our description. And some of the cards we thought were cool or tasty, mm -hmm. but didn't really offer anything. Some of these cards are straight up just. Well, budget alternatives to more expensive cards we already got floating around. That's sure. Like, like, who wants to skip away their firstborn just to build a deck? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, at the very least, they deserve some mention in passing, but more often than that, we don't expect to see these cards hit play. They may actually see play in other formats, but not necessarily for competitive demand. No. So, name me a couple cards you think are going to be really on that list. I think a couple cards that stick out for me, first off, number one, Vivian's Arcbow, right? Yeah, uh, a one-shot mana sink to find a payoff card from off the top. That's not bad. It's kind of reminiscent of Survival of the Fittest. Which kind of does. It's okay-ish. I'm not really too but convinced. I'll tell you what, it. though. I'll tell you what. Vivian's Arcbow is a cheaper alternative for some of the other stuff we got going around. Sure. Number one. Number two. If your deck is built in the right way, the hypergeometrics of this card, right, in your deck will usually net you value. One yeah. faction or another. Yeah, I mean, the thing that it actually taps, the thing that I don't personally like is, like I said, it actually taps for the activated ability, and so that's kind of a turnoff for me. Yeah. No, I, I, I can understand that completely. Another uh, one yes. on my whole list that I keep an eye out for, Neheb, Dreadhorde Champion. Neheb is of some interest. Like, if you go ahead and you wheel prior to swinging with this guy, you're going to get a boatload of value off this guy like you pair it with uh what's that card um aggravated assault yeah. as long as you have five or more cards in your hand when you go off you're gonna go ahead and just keep pace have a couple of major eldrazi in the deck just so that you keep reshuffling we, we, yeah. and wheel shuffling yeah that's not even a question you know speaking of uh oddball cards that are on my list you know i we already mentioned it before god eternal kefnet yeah. Oh no. God of Turtle Kefnet is on the pretty effectively on this point on the watch list on what's going to happen with this guy. Yeah. No. I mean, I I want to see somebody do time warp and scroll rack effects. But speaking of blue creatures, Philip the Lost. <laughs> I can see a creatureless storm deck with this guy using Proteus Staff. Dude, you know Philip the Lost is probably by far one of the most absolutely hilarious creatures. 
to ever be printed in this set. It, it is. It's one of the funnier cards that I've actually seen. And I'm not even generally a fan of Flip the Lost. Like, Totally <laughs> Lost was a joke card, but this might actually leave me totally lost. <laughs> yeah. It's almost like the fact that they've actually... It's like the joke that they actually create that about Boros Commanders at this point. Oh, shh. <laughs> Jeez, man. We finally have a commander that's halfway legit... Although, probably won't never see commander competitive commander play anyway. No. But, still though, we have a Boros commander that doesn't do anything with combat zones whatsoever. Right. Yay! I mean, I look, at a, I look at a card like this, and I mean, you pair it with Proteus Staff. I mean, you pair it with Mind Over Matter, Temple Well. Yeah. Because Flip will draw you that extra card. And once you draw that extra card off of Mind Over Matter, uh, Temple Bell, or... Uh, any sort of mind over matter combo, you're just going to go bonkers. Yeah, no. But from what I can see here right now, this is what we have. That's right? more of a funzy commander. Thing. Yeah, it's funzy stuff. And the fact the last stuff we were all talking about, possible funzy stuff with right. real potential, oh, maybe. Speaking of funzy stuff, Domri and Archibalus. <sighs> Another walker that generates mana passively for mass land destruction. That is true. Dovin Hand of Control, a mini Grand Arbiter Augustine at best. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a bunch of stuff here we could go on talking about all this stuff. Bolus's Citadel, Bad Nauseam. Yeah, no, we could and we could continue on even from yeah, there. Yeah, no, we're going to go ahead and post the list in the description area. We're going to go ahead and let you take a look at all those cards. We've got 29 cards in total. Now, that's all the time that we have for this episode of the Future Side series. If you like this content, feel free to like, share, and subscribe for more content like this. Thanks for watching, and as always, it's, it's always better, better to get good rather than get wrecked. wrecked.